This is a global original podcast. Hello, my name is Gordon Glenister. Welcome to Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. I'm the co-founder of BCMA Influence, which is a professional membership association that represents the influencer marketing industry. And my objective is to interview some of the most interesting people in the world of influencer marketing. And in the next 30 minutes, get real insights, ideas and tips to help you better understand the fascinating world of influence often heard the expression content is king well in many ways it is and in this episode we're going to be talking to two individuals that work a lot behind the camera creating amazing content the first is rebecca spencer who's a very successful photographer and has worked with many influencers as well as uh, a number of leading fashion brands the other latoya lavelle is a photographer videographer and influencer who's carved out a real niche in food so, Rebecca, when did you start becoming a photographer? Uh, I'd say about four and a half years ago now. Um, it was all just, I feel like I was just in the right place at the right time. Um, I was always loved photography, but fashion wasn't really my thing. I kind of fell into it by Instagram. I would um, shoot influencers for free um, for about six months. I did that nonstop for seven days. And then started thinking oh I could actually make some money from doing this um, and then it's actually started charging for the second shoot and then I guess yeah it kind of naturally fell into it because blogging wasn't really a big thing back then so I think it was easier to get yourself out there. You work with a number of influencers I know and you were telling me earlier you've become really friendly with many of them. Yeah I actually feel like part of my job and it's just kind of me as a person I'm very like I like relationships and I like friendship as well and I feel like I give that my all also as a photographer and um, yes yeah, so I've definitely made some amazing friends throughout this and actually I get to work really closely with one of my best friends who's um, a fashion influencer in the UK and we've got to travel the world together and we've just had the most amazing time together so we've been so lucky. So I'm intrigued to know when you work closely together with influencers who comes up with a photo look is it you the influencer or is it a combination of the two? I think it's a bit of a combination. I'm a bit of a stalker when it comes to if I'm working with someone new, I'll definitely like go onto their Instagram feed, work out what they like, what angles they like, or what side of their face they tend to pose with, or um, you know, do they like be, to be shot on an iPhone? Do they want to be shot on the Olympus? Do they want to be shot on a, on a professional camera? So I kind of try and learn that before I meet someone, but I'd always kind of give them the control as well because it's it is teamwork at the end of the day. So we're also joined by Latoya Lavelle, who runs her own videography and photography business, and she's also the editor of an online magazine too. Now, you work with a number of influencers, don't you? Tell us a little bit about the work you do with them. Uh, well, a lot of the influencers I actually tend to work with, and even like creative brands and stuff, they like to tell a story. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I most enjoy about photography and videography. It's like capturing a moment or doing a video that kind of gives people an idea of what someone stands for or their purpose I really enjoy it that's like my favorite thing of the job when you can execute that well and also coming up with ideas because I feel like the reality is with photography and videography it allows you to be very creative sometimes not all the time but majority of the time you can be very creative and come up with ideas outside of the box 
Some of the larger influencers that have become so big have had to employ others to help support them. So that's in photography, editing or community building. What do you think about this? Well, I think it depends on the influencers because say, for instance, someone like um, my friend Jordan, Jordan does everything herself. Her photos, her videos, she edits them herself. But then you've got other people that are on the same kind of level of her that will literally pay for other people to do it. And I think it's a personal preference for whether you can do that or whether you want to just actually concentrate on coming up with the ideas. The reality is I feel like sometimes just being able to come up with the ideas is a better thing. So you have a team around you to help you execute it because it means that you can be more creative, you can think of more things. And having a team is really good as well because it means that you can bounce ideas off of people. For instance, if I have an idea about something, I will phone my group of friends or my team and I'll speak to them about it. So I think it's really beneficial for people to have teams because I might say, okay, I want to do a photo shoot on pink hair and then I would go to someone like my friend Patience who's a hairstylist and she'll be like well Latoya do you know what that sounds great but what about if we added this or what about if we did a twist with this and I think that's a beneficial reason to have a team but then you don't have to have a team to be able to do that because you can just have a circle of people around you that will help you develop ideas as well so I think having a team yes there are a lot of influencers that are doing that but there are still a lot of people who do do a lot of the work themselves and I think either which way that it suits you there's no right or wrong way about it it's just what suits you as an individual absolutely yes so what about the quality of the photo there are some that I know publish photos on the fly and others that wouldn't dare post an image until it had been improved or enhanced through Lightroom or Photoshop do you think there's a growth in the authentic photo rather than the overpolished image? What do you think, Rebecca? Yeah, I definitely find that there's definitely a uprise of people wanting to be shot on an iPhone or the Olympus. And at first, as a photographer, I was actually found this quite hard because I was like, what? Why? Why don't you want my professional images? But then I started to adapt with it and actually found that I actually prefer that style of photography. So I've definitely noticed it. And actually, I think it's more authentic and yeah, I really love that aesthetic. And would you say that you take more photography than video? Um, I do a little bit of video, but mainly photography is my main thing. But I do really enjoy doing snippets of video, especially when it's like social content. I like shooting in portrait mode for stories. And Latoya, how do you think the lockdown has impacted the influencer world, given that there have been many events that have been cancelled? And how do you think people have adapted to this? I mean, I've seen a lot of people being creative I feel like there's been a lot of challenges that have gone on Um, I myself did the corner shop challenge which was loads of fun which was just put on your best clothes go to the corner shop and take a photo so although to a certain extent I think some people struggled because they might not have someone to take a picture for them or stuff like that at the same time I feel like people have just come up with a new way to be creative Canon basically set up a challenge where you was able to, they did a daily photography challenge and it was a lot of fun because it was them asking people to say, for instance, take your most creative photo of water. And then they reposted people. So then there became a plethora of all these photographers that I never even knew existed that I've now got access to or I've now seen because actually there are some platforms that are making people be more creative and not letting you be there and be bored. It's challenging you to do something different and think outside the box there was a national eat what you want day. So I decided I was going to do some photos with popcorn. So you've got me literally sitting in my kitchen and me and my son were just like, I was throwing popcorn in the air. He was throwing popcorn at me. And we was just shooting to get like a shot where there was just popcorn everywhere. And it was (laughs) so much fun. And the amount of people that actually messaged me, I think 
it's a personal choice whether you want to take this time to try and better yourself or create new things or you might just want to rest but for me a lot of the people that I've seen have just been coming up with new creative ideas. I think people have been using this time to experiment a lot more and I'm convinced that we'll start to see a lot more influencers. I was going to ask you Rebecca that you've been doing a number of FaceTime videos tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah I've really enjoyed this like virtual photo shoots I've been doing it's been so much fun and it gets you what I like about it is you get to work with anyone internationally so I feel like it's been such a good way to connect with new people that I've always wanted to work with and I felt like I could actually reach out to them and be like look we've got this awful pandemic but let's create something cool and it's just been so much fun I've absolutely loved it it's been really cool. I'm guessing some of these people are more available than ever before definitely so someone's like I can't do I'm like "Mm, what are you doing but no I think it's been really amazing and also like it's quite like an intimate personal photo shoot as well I think because someone is actually letting you into their like private space and I used to love like documentary photography when I was at uni so I feel like that's kind of come into play a little bit and I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. What's your thoughts Rebecca on the type of platforms that you see growing? TikTok for example has seen massive growth in the last few months. I think TikTok's an amazing platform. Like you go on there and you come off and you feel good. And even though you've watched the same song a thousand times, it never gets boring. I think it's like a really authentic place and like no one feels bad about themselves when they come off it. And I like the fact that everyone's just in trackies, like just doing dances with their mum. Like I think that's really nice. Um, other platforms, I mean, Instagram is like my number one. I love Instagram. Latoya, you're loving TikTok, I know. And you've been telling me about how you've repurposed older content to promote on your some of your channels. I've got a friend who does um, photography as well, um, and he's absolutely amazing. And basically, he's started to do things like he actually shows like the shot of himself. Because obviously we're in quarantine, so you can't do shots of other people. But he'll show the shot of himself, but then he'll film how he got that actual photo. And I think that's a really creative way to do photography on your page in this day and age. So that's why, like like I said, with the popcorn photo, that's what I did, I've done. But I've got a couple of creative ideas that I now want to do. But I want to use TikTok for that. Because as much as TikTok is great, like Rebecca said, for dancing and just being yourself, it's still for me. If I'm doing social media, it's about my work. So, yeah, you'll see me dancing and being stupid with a camera in my hand. But at the same time, you might see behind the scenes of me how I created this certain photo or this certain photo style because the reality is that's what people like to see from me they like to see how I get my photography which is a little bit like oh I thought you'd want to see me dance but no I'm often amazed how much effort goes into creating great content a lot of people just don't realize this in fact we've been working on something together haven't we in Cambridge Uh, and it took so many takes for me to get it right uh, it does make you appreciate what goes into making what, in many cases, is a sort of a little mini film, isn't it? Yeah, it's not It's not always easy. But at the same time, I think it depends on the look you want as well. Because you need to remember that day Gordon was going for a very polished look and a particular style where there are some videos like, for instance, I do, obviously, you know, I do Tea with Toya, which is like my entertainment show. And when I'm doing that, I like to have my bloopers. So then at the end of the season, I go back and you see all the times I actually made mistakes. And I think sometimes people like that because it's like they love the polished image, but then sometimes that's not relatable. Whereas the girl that keeps messing up her words, the girl that's just like, oh, damn it, I got it wrong again. People absolutely love seeing your failures as well as your accomplishments because it makes them realise that, you know what, 
I could be that person, but I just need to persevere the same way they did. We're not always going to get things right the first time around, but the difference is you keep trying. So I think that's what, for me, that day you made mistakes, we kept trying and we ended up with a good product. Indeed we did. I was going to ask you, Rebecca, do you think this time uh, that we've been in lockdown has given influencers more time to spend with their audience? Yes, actually. I have noticed that my engagement has gone up. I haven't really known what to post, if I'm honest. I feel like it hasn't been my best thing in lockdown. I've actually personally found like I've actually not rested from work, but rested from a little bit from Instagram. Because I feel like normally when I'm working, I'm so on Instagram all the time. It's just craziness. But no, I've definitely noticed an engagement rise, definitely. And what about you, Latoya? Have you noticed a rise, particularly in certain sectors? Um, it's really weird because obviously with everything that's been going on since for the last week, it's been a little bit difficult because I can't really post the fluffy pictures that I would usually like to just traditionally post. But in regards to my stories, my interaction on my stories has gone up, my likes on my photos have gone up, the video likes and views have gone down. But I feel like Instagram have changed the algorithms because they've actually just introduced guides. So I think whenever Instagram introduce a new feature that always takes precedent and also they've started boosting live so I've noticed my live views before when I used to do a live I get hardly any views but it's like now when I do a live there are so many more people that are willing to watch and actually want something to do because right now people are bored so I think if you're giving them engaging content it is really helping and yes I have a niche what I've realized is a lot of the people that follow me are mums so when I do posts more targeted towards that or my photography, I get a lot more engagement. So I think it's been quite interesting, this quarantine for me, because they have become more engaged. But it's also me figuring out 100 percent who my audience actually is. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the cameras you use for different occasions. Perhaps, Rebecca, could you start off? So mainly I use my Canon 5D Mark IV with a 24-70 lens. That's like my go to favourite digital camera. And then I also use the Olympus Pen, um, which is the eight, I think it is. I use that quite a lot for like Instagram content. I feel like you get that really like cool aesthetic with it. And I also use my iPhone, smartphone photography. And Latoya, what sort of cameras do you like to work with? My food photography, I've got a Canon 80D that I use, but I've got a 35 millimeter lens with a 1.8 because when I'm out realistically at restaurants and stuff, there's not always a lot of light. And the lower the f-stop, the more light the camera lens allows in, which is great. So I get some really good shots of food and stuff like that. Um, because I predominantly do videography, I've also got a DJI Osmo, which is like a little mini GoPro. I have a GoPro and I have my gimbal. And those are my go-to things because it just means when I'm out and about, I can get some really smooth shots. Um, I can set up cameras in different places. Like if I've got people with me, sometimes I might give them my mini DJ Osmo and say, right, can you film with this while I'm filming on my big camera just so I get like two different angles and things like that. I use Lightroom to do my toning. Photoshop if I need to tidy anything up, but I don't work with people that much. So my cleaning up usually is just the colour tones to make sure the food looks the correct colour. Um, and in regards to video editing, I'm a Final Cut Pro girl. I did want to take this time to try and use Premiere Pro a little bit more, which I have a tiny bit, but I'm still just Final Cut Pro for me is like an extended version of iMovie. So I absolutely love it. And it's just nice and easy. But Rebecca, what do you use when it comes to your editing? Um, same as you, Lightroom, definitely my go-to for everything, all my presets. Um, actually, with Photoshop, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not great at Photoshop. <laughs> Um, and I don't use it really at all, but 
during this time, that's kind of what I focused my energy on is getting old photos and just really practicing retouching a little bit because that is something I do find I lack in confidence with. Um, and then if I was using an app, I would probably use Color Tone, which is an amazing filter app, and Tether, which is a really cool app as well. Right now, I'm keen to find out when something has gone wrong with a photo or video shoot. Rebecca, perhaps you can give us an example of perhaps a little mini catastrophe that you've had to contend with. Okay, I'm going to say touch wood that I don't think anything horrendous has actually happened apart from once I thought I'd lost a memory card which was a really scary experience and I almost crashed my car trying to find it and so actually touch wood I've been quite lucky I can't think anything on the top of my head right now I've had a mic stop working as I've gone to do a presenting job with someone i.e they were a presenter they hired me to come and do their videography And I tested all the equipment before I got there and then it just didn't want to work. So we couldn't do any interviews by the side of the stage because the noise cancelling mic was just not working. It ended up being the wire. So now I just always take two wires with me just to make sure if one wire decides to not work, I have a spare one. But at the time we just had to film on an iPhone. We used the audio on the iPhone for the interview and she just held it by the side of the mic. And then I just had to tidy up the audio afterwards. But I think the most important thing is sometimes things might go wrong on a shoot, but if you can think on your feet and be a problem solver rather than a let's panic, oh my God, the mic's not working, you'll figure things out. There's always a solution to stuff and sometimes it's not the easiest solution, but you'll always figure something out if you just have your thinking cap on is what I like to say. So what's been your highlight photo shoot, Latoya? My highlight of my career for me is more of a, it wasn't a personal one, it was more of an achievement. I actually managed to work this year for Fashion Week. I was asked to organise production, so I was one of the camera women. And I also organised all the rest of the photographers and videographers for an atelier brand from Amman in um, Dubai, I think it is. So it was at the Royal Opera House. The dresses started at like 50 grand. And I think it was just the fact that someone trusted me enough with their project to bring it to life that I was kind of like, wow, this is a big achievement. Um, I'd say the most intimate job I've ever done which is actually, I hope it doesn't sound too morbid to people, but um, in the Caribbean community, we like to film funerals. And um, last year, my grandmother passed away and I was tasked with the job of actually filming the funeral. And it was the most emotional job I've ever done in my life. It probably wouldn't, I would probably never do something as emotional as that. But it was also, I think, one of the jobs I'm actually proudest of because I looked at the video after the fact and I felt like I've done my grandma proud. Uh, I probably have to say the one that probably meant the most to me was when I did a loungewear campaign, which was for breast cancer. The brand owner had actually seen on Instagram that I'd actually lost my mother to breast cancer. So they took me on as a photographer. And I was so honoured to be a part of the campaign. They kind of turned it around. Then I actually became part of the campaign, which was actually really nice to kind of show that the whole team had all been affected. And it really did make a massive like effect I think it was a really strong campaign so that's probably one of my favorites I've done. Okay so final tips perhaps from both of you Rebecca what would you say are some of your top three tips for a budding photographer? Um, My top tips would be um, experiment with everything because you're not actually going to know what you're going to love so if you're like saying say yes basically to everything so that you can work out what you're passionate about and what you want to do moving forward Tip number two would probably be stick to your style and like don't like get phased by anyone else, what anyone else is doing, like stick to what you want to do and believe in yourself because like 
your style might not exist and there might be a new thing that comes out that everyone's going to love your style. And my final tip would be to collaborate. I feel like collaboration is key to finding your own style and also like work on something that you can actually really feel on creative with. I feel like when you work with brands a lot, you're always working for someone else and you kind of forget sometimes what your style is. So I think collaborating is so important and also like working in a team and it just makes yeah, teamwork is just the best way, I think, to work out your strengths. And Natoya, what would be your top three? I would say networking is key. I know we're in a day and age where we can't network, but that is the beauty of emails. Right now, I've been emailing so many different brands and building up connections that when we can come out of this, it means I can actually hopefully start building up new relationships. But networking events, business networking events, going to photography events, um, I definitely think that is something that's very important when you're starting out. Um, because realistically if you haven't done any jobs you're going to be your biggest champion but you need to get your portfolio in front of the right people for them to realize that you even exist so I think that's important I'm staying positive because not all of those people are going to say yes but like Rebecca said if you believe in yourself in my eyes things will happen like I've been told no 10 times and then I might get told one yes but that one yes might lead to another 10 yeses down the road so staying positive and keeping going and um, my third thing would be try to be creative because at the end of the day, like Rebecca said as well, you're the only person that can bring your style to the table. And I think sometimes we get stuck in a box or thinking that this is what people want to see. Sometimes if you're the innovator and you can come up with new ideas, then people are going to come to you because naturally not only do you have a style that they like, but you also think outside the box. So don't be afraid to try new things, I suppose. This podcast is supported by the Branded Content Marketing Association. Our aim is to promote the value of influencer marketing globally. So that's it for another edition of Influence. Please don't forget to subscribe and let us have your feedback. And any questions that you've got, just drop me a line uh, of feedback at influencepodcast.net or you can go on to the BCMA website, which is www.thebcma.info. You can also send me a message on my Instagram, which is Gordon Glenister. Uh, and if you feel like it, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review because that it would be awesome and it really helps us. Thanks to my producer, Neil Whiteside of Freedom One. So from me, Gordon Glenister, it's bye for now. <laughs>